Star Wars 7x7 episode 3453. It is part 12 of our series of looks at Jedi Fallen Order. We are returning to Bogano. Bogano? <laughs> you think I would remember how to pronounce it after all this time. But we're going back to open the vault and get the holocron and things do not go the way you think. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So we're back to Bogano, and if that's how you say it, uh, I've suddenly lost it. And opening the vault in Jedi Fallen Order. So Cal got the Astrium on Dathomir with the help of Marin and defeating Terran Malikos. Terran Malikos saying, hey, like, let's build something different from our mistakes. Very kind of similar to a Balin Skull mentality situation, actually. But, yep, nope. <laughs> the two of them, Cal and Marin, defeated Terran, got the Astrium, and took off. So now we're on the planet where the vault is that I can't pronounce. <laughs> and they get to open the vault, or at least Cal gets to open the vault with BD-1. So, yeah, they, for sure. Then the Astrium does what it's supposed to do, but then a couple of unusual things happen. For one thing, we get to hear from a Zepho Sage, and a Zepho Sage tells Cal, because Cal's the one who's there, that their civilization, you know, they had wisdom, they had advanced technology, but they were locked in their own dogma and weren't paying attention to balance. And ultimately they became corrupted that the more that they tried to control things, the more it brought them to their ruin. So some people were going to take the remnants of the Zepho, whatever remained, and head off into the great unknown and hopefully, you know, find peace. Now, other sources say that the Great Unknown is a reference to the unknown regions of the galaxy, and the idea of pride corrupting them and losing balance suggests that they had a great fall to the dark side of the Force. So yeah, that's kind of a big deal. So that's one particularly fascinating thing that happens while Cal is in the vault. Now, before I tell you about the other one, I gotta say that there was a conversation that Cal and Seer and Grease and Marin had prior to Cal leaving the ship to go to the vault. They are talking about the holocron and Marin says, are you sure that we should be getting this thing? And Cal says, well, it has to be kept from the Empire. And Sears says, yeah, we need it to defeat the Empire. So we're already planting the seeds of, is it really a good idea to get this holocron and do something with it? And that's the preface for the vision that Cal has of his future, where he's being referred to as Master Kestis by younglings and then later by Padawans, but the vision experience he has is that the Empire comes and finds the Padawans in training and they are killing people, attempting to capture the Padawans, and the vision ends in kind of a similar fashion to the mirror vision that we see with Rey in The Last Jedi, except in this particular case, the mirror vision Cal has is of him having turned and serving the dark side of the Force. He's in a different uniform with with Empire sigils on the uh, on the epaulets or the uh, the pauldrons, yeah, probably the pauldrons. I think so. Again, we're planting a very strong seed around the idea of maybe it's not a great idea to be digging up this holocron. And yet another reason why it seems like it's not a great idea is that the second sister, aka Trilla, has somehow managed to track 
our heroes to Bogano and is going to fight Cal for the holocron as soon as he unlocks it, which he does with the Astrium's help. So they have a fight. And Cal succeeds briefly and actually disarms the second sister, but the moment he grabs her lightsaber, he is affected by the sense echo of it, the psychometry aspect of the Force, and the second sister says, yeah, have fun with that, it's been through hell. And she takes the holocron and leaves. And so we get Cal suffering a vision of what happened to Trilla in the past about how she was in hiding with younglings and Sears said I'm gonna try and distract them and you know come around and circle back and you hear younger Trilla saying please don't leave please don't leave and Sears goes and leaves anyway and says like you know this is gonna be better like I'll circle back and then it blanks out and then comes back in and it's from your point of view perspective so you're Trilla in this case and you're in one of those interrogation chairs where the thing closes is in on you and you just hear Trilla screaming and screaming and then it blacks out and then you go to the last scene in this sense echo where you're looking at Seer in one of those interrogation platforms and somebody hands you the helmet, the second sister's helmet, and you put it on. And so from your perspective, you're watching through that little red glass and Seer is like, no! And she just completely crumples the interrogation thing all the stormtroopers that are in the room just get wiped out and Trilla herself falls over and so you actually get to see Seer stepping out and leaving from that interrogation chamber through you know, Trilla's eyes, the second sister's eyes, but she's down and can't do anything about it. So at that point, Cal comes out of his trance with the lightsaber and by that time, the second sister's gone. He has to go back to the Mantis and say, uh... I found the holocron, but then Trilla took it. Don't! But he also gets to say that I saw, you know, what happened. Like, he shows Seer the lightsaber that he took from the second sister and says, I saw everything that happened. I'm so sorry. I can't even imagine what it must have been like for you. So now the holocron is in the hands of the bad guys and Cal doesn't know where Trilla could possibly have gone but Seer has a really good feeling about where it would be the Fortress Inquisitorius on Nur and says that's where we gotta go but before we do I'm gonna knight you so she uses the second sister's lightsaber blade to do an official knighting ceremony of Cal Kestis. So he is no longer a Padawan. He is now a Jedi Knight. We're assuming this is official. I mean, Seer, you know, has been cut off in the Force and is no longer part of the Jedi Order. So is she really able to do this? I don't know. But, you know, I'm not going to fuss over the technicalities too much. And she says, you're ready to you know face this bigger challenge. And so they're going to head off to the Fortress Inquisitorius for the finale of of Jedi Fallen Order. So that's what I've got to share with you, the highlights of what is worth knowing about the Bogano trip. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. If you are enjoying this series, if you've enjoyed the podcast over weeks, months, years, what have you, then please, I hope you will consider sharing the podcast with family and friends and other folks who may like Star Wars. And if you would also consider either you know following or subscribing as the platform may ask you to do for wherever you're listening to this, that would be fantastic and wonderful. And even 
even consider maybe leaving a rating or review as well. It really helps more people find the show. And thank you very much for considering all of that. It just remains for me to say for today, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. As always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.